0: Welcome to the Against Unreason podcast. I am your host, the Against Unreason founder and primary content contributor. In this podcast, I am discussing with Oliver Jaques of Quebec. Oliver has a background in psychology and criminology and is the admin of the Freedomist Facebook page. In this session, we will be discussing on a range of topics, from capitalism to police violence to human trafficking and more. So without further ado, I give you my discussion with Oliver Jaquays. Okay, on this podcast, we have Oliver Jakeways. He's from the Facebook page, The Freedomist, and we're going to talk about a few topics that he's familiar with and passionate about. So I'll let you take it away.
1: Uh, I'm from Quebec. I am a criminologist. I lean. The best word is probably classically liberal. Uh, So do with that whatever the hell you want. Um, and yeah, I believe in more freedom for everybody, which sounds libertarian, but I do have some beef with the, you know, libertarian types, Uh so I don't call myself that. Also, a lot of them are assholes on the internet. So
0: Oh, absolutely. And of so, course, yeah. there's a lot of different types of libertarians, everything from uh, oh, a yeah. libertarian. Well, the right libertarians would swear that left libertarians don't
1: exist but yeah basically which is very funny to left libertarians because the original ones were very left-wing right, uh, uh, anti-state but very anti-business um, you had some very radical thought back then
0: right right I mean <laughs> all the back then the the Thomas Jefferson's and the the Sam um, Adam Smith's that uh were very very much the 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 left wing of their time. In fact, yeah. so much so that Thomas Jefferson himself is known for supporting the French Revolution.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean Adam Smith. If you actually read him, he ain't a right winger. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Uh, I mean this is a guy who openly says anybody. Well, I'm paraphrasing, but like anybody who uh admires the rich and looks down on the poor uh, has a problem and if society does that that society has a problem because generally speaking in his opinion if you're very rich and there are very poor people you did something with the state you managed to screw the system over so his esteem of the very rich and powerful is not high uh rightfully so i would say um he's probably right on that uh at least mostly like 75 percent right um so yeah, that's why I like, you know, people like Adam Smith, uh I I I also like, you know, Hayek Friedman who are basically quoted as like, if the state does a the thing, then that's feudalism, which <laughs> I'm sure that's misunderstood. <laughs> but it's mischaracterized by like people who also support him and who are like, if the state does something, it's feudalism. And like that that's also, very weird. So, are you a
0: ta- tax equals theft classical no, liberal?
1: No, no, no. no. <laughs> I don't think that all taxes are are bad. I, I you know, I live in Quebec, so I'd lower my taxes. Because <laughs> we're the most taxed province. Oh, okay. So, you know, yeah, our uh, top marginal tax rate, like if you look at provincial and federal income tax, it's somewhere around like fifty three percent for people making over like 200 K a year, which is way hard in the United States. I know that. Yeah, uh, the United uh, States
0: is uh, tax. You got to
1: get your own problems with your tax code. The,
0: and there's, there's so many holes in it. Like, yeah, exactly. Supposedly, you know, a top tax bracket could be, I think it's like 40% or something like that, but almost no. Yeah. If you add people, up, actually yeah. pay anywhere near that, at least not in their wealth. Cause most of their wealth goes into the stock market. And after. if, yeah they leave their money in there over more than a year, they get taxed at the federal or at the capital gains tax, which is drastically, I think it might be 15, everywhere. 15% that's or something like that now.
1: Yeah. That's lower everywhere. And apparently it's good to encourage that type of investment. So I, I I don't want yeah. to I'm not, nec- I'm
0: not <laughs> yeah. necessarily against it. I just, that's why yeah. no one,
1: Yeah. whenever
0: no. you'll, whenever some, if someone showed you a paper of the uh, showing the tax brackets in America saying that, People are ultra highly taxed. They're not really. Of course, that's just the income tax. There's all. There's also. There's state. Consumption yeah, taxes state and state tax federal varies. taxes. I and, mean,
1: I know you're uh, you're you're in a region which probably has like no income tax. Uh, yeah,
0: there's no federal or there's no there's no federal income wow. tax. <laughs> there's no We're income tax now, but yeah, okay. state income tax in Texas.
1: Yeah, so um, I mean that that that's weird to us uh <laughs> <laughs> I don't pay for anything but um i imagine there's you know exchanges yeah there's a, well
0: there's a higher pretty much everything that you buy over the counter or mm-hmm. at walmart or something like that is taxed at 8.25 oh okay. i think okay so that's how Texas pays that's for how it. You so. guys
1: pay for stuff. Great. <laughs> All right. But enough about Texas.
0: <laughs> uh, let's hear more about Quebec. No, go ahead and uh, let's, <laughs> we can start talking about uh, capitalism.
1: Yeah. So the first subject we were going to do today was uh, capitalism uh, and compared with a free market. Because uh, a lot of times that's actually pretty confused in that well capitalism means free market automatically no not necessarily capitalism is just you know well if we really want to use the the, i guess language of like Marx, i guess it would be that private entities control the means of production and blah 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 i mean that's what the wikipedia page says yeah so i guess wikipedia (laughs) is never wrong um so i mean it can You know, free market can happen uh, on paper. I don't know if it ever has. (laughs) Um, But, I mean, the absence of regulation that burdens, you know, that that burdens the, the market is a lot more radical than a lot of people think. I mean, the idea that, I mean, the United States just is so big with, let's say, IP laws that, you know, that... Probably stifles innovation a good bunch, I mean, you have them in the medical sector. I know a lot of trade deals actually contain clauses so that you know United States i p laws, which are more strict are applied elsewhere um, whereas i mean when you when we're really talking about innovation that would balance the market out, uh you can't just say like "I invented this, okay, I'm good for sixty years, nobody can do this except me right uh that, that's that's kind of weird
0: actually what's interesting is cuz after a certain amount of time things go into into the public domain copyrighted things go into the public domain but i believe that it was somewhere in the late 90s that that disney's things like mickey mouse and whatnot were about to go into public domain mm. but disney wanted to continue making a lot of money off of it and so they took legal action in order to extend yeah, the, that's, that's, the laws um, that keep things from going okay, yeah. into public domain. And mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think t- public, I, I think they made more than enough money off of Mickey mouse <laughs> yeah. and all that sort of thing. <laughs> and yeah. I am very much in favor of things going into public domain. you like, yeah, you and you deserve to benefit off of your work for a yeah. while, but for, for at some law. point, yeah, you, sure. at some point it it's, it's a been it's owned by society, not, yeah individual there, people
1: right like you yeah. know the idea okay yeah you created a mouse uh, i get it i mean you know i i get that you would want mickey mouse to stay disney that you know okay disney still exists fine whatever um but you know anything if anything, anything it would it, first time, it, it would stifle be
0: innovation done. because if if disney, disney makes it big on or not specifically disney say anything anyone yeah, anything makes really. it big yeah. on one thing well mm. they have no, they have no more incentive to keep to mm. keep innovating keep creating
1: and often you know how ip laws operate will be like well if you uh you know you can kind of renew it i know that in in medicine that's something that happens a lot i think that like,
0: yeah. well, in books have I've seen, pill,
1: but you can renew the IP for that with like a small change of the molecule, and they'll be like, ah, it's new. You're good for another fifteen years. <laughs> um, but you didn't do anything. You know, you just tweaked it a little bit. Right. Right. Exactly. And so that's that. That's how big pharma. Um, <laughs> Uh, gets a lot of money without really innovating stuff because if you look at the price of pharmaceuticals in the United States, they're outlandishly high.
0: Yeah, we seem like a a third-world country (laughs) compared.
1: Your healthcare is (laughs) truly the worst of both worlds, yes. Oh, yeah,
0: I was corresponding with a guy who lives in Argentina, and I was telling him just how much it costs for someone who's uninsured in America, and there's quite a few. Uh, I'm one of them. Uh, And... It's it's a fortune. Like a, a root canal is over a thousand dollars.
1: Goodness, fuck. Right. So I mean, you know, or or that uh, the <laughs> fact that uh, well I don't know about root canal, but the fact that we can't, or the United States or Canada, we can't really import medication that's approved. You know, if the FDA approves something in the United States, well, over here, Health Canada is still going to have to approve it, which is probably going to take another three to five years. Um, that's weird. That's kind of weird. Like, wouldn't you want to have cheaper freaking Canadian drugs? That'd be nice. Yeah. For you guys. I'd, I'd
0: understand if the drug uh, came from a country that had almost yeah. no regulations. Like,
1: yeah, not, not, not like, uh, not, not like, yeah, let's import drugs from like Ghana. Actually, maybe Ghana's not that bad, bad. Yeah. You were saying Russia. Yeah. Well, let's go with Russia. <laughs> Russia. I don't yep. know. They're but, the ones uh, trying you know, to say they've already made uh, a. Uh, Germany, vaccine. Australia, you know, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Yeah. Or at least it should be on an expedited <laughs> thing. Sh- they yeah. shouldn't have to do a full, r- a full review that yeah, they would do on like a brand a new drug.
1: And be like, okay, within three months, you know, everything is good. And here you go. Right. Exactly. And they find a problem if they're like, no, this methodology is really shit. Oh, okay. Just, right. Yeah. Sure. That's something else but um
0: so in your distinction between capitalism and market you're you're talking about because capitalism generally entails a market uh a market is
1: necessarily free uh you know markets markets is just two people exchanging goods and services from right money or other goods and services uh free market you know if you really go to the really fringe libertarians, it'll be practically just like free banking. So like, you know, no federal, like anarcho capitalists. Yeah. No federal currency, which no anything, <laughs> no anything. Yeah. Which isn't exactly where I'd go because uh, I don't know. Well, first I don't think it's an idea that'll happen within the next 200 years. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: So, That's my thing with almost yeah. whether it's anarcho communism or an- anarcho capitalism, both of those uh, and some people some people take it different differently some people who consider themselves an anarch uh anarchist don't mean that they literally support abolishing all laws or all that sort of thing today Mm. it's more of an uh they aspire for society to move towards that sort of thing which is which is fine but but to me that's not doing a whole lot of good now.
1: Mm, I think it's we can keep it as like a goal because a lot of it is very utopian, right? You know, everybody yeah, looks exactly. well and we're all you know, hanging out together and you know, smoking weed but the weed is free uh, and it sounds great um, seriously, sure, so you talk to anarchists and it's almost, you know, like unicorn level great right. stuff Well, so much of it, moving in the direction
0: So much of it, the majority of the populace would have to be more educated, more considerate, more empathetic, more a ton of positive uh, cognitive traits at levels drastically higher than they are now in order for something like that to work. For example, with with anarcho-capitalism in most of the iterations, because it seems like every time one person tells me their version, another person will tell me a different their version. But in any okay. case, Uh, For example, if a company is engaging in deceptive practices, people Mm -hmm. will, in their avert to anarcho-capitalists, they -hmm. think that people will learn and choose to go to a corporation that's not doing that, but that doesn't take into account how easily it is to just run advertising campaigns and convince people to blame it on something else or convince people that yeah. the opposition is lying about it. And and the vast majority of people don't actly, actively invest in researching
1: yeah, the no, company
0: no. that makes each and every product they make. They can't. I can't. You, there's just not enough time in the
1: day. And so no, like, that's oh, why we have, have hear, to have regulators that do uh, that uh, for us. Is this particular person going to poison me? Better Google it. Why don't you just, you know, maybe stop that from happening first?
0: Exactly. We have an FDA. And I understand that the FDA FDA can sometimes go overboard or things can take too long to get through the approval process and whatnot. But I I firmly believe there should be something, whether you call it the FDA or whether you whether you create a different federal agency that is stopping snake oil salesmen from peddling their stuff because there's going to be thousands and thousands of dumb people that are going to die if you don't keep it off the street
1: and you can't really talk of like you know in a market if you say free market again that kind of implies that well for for whatever reason you know we can be like oh well Maybe completely unregulated would happen anyways. So far, the evidence is not striking,
0: yeah. uh,
1: but the consumer has to know what they're getting too. If I say I'm selling you an iPhone, but I'm actually selling you a fake made in China that's actually worth like 20 dollars, um, then I'm ripping you off. That is fraud. You know And that type of fraud, a, mar- a free market should not have that without you know it being severely punished, at least um because otherwise it's not really a market it's one guy screwing over another
0: right that's- exactly and depending which iteration of anarcho capitalism or mm-hmm. what which, which version of unregulation how unregulated unre- yeah. are we talking about cuz you need a state to enforce copyright regulations that's not because that's going to stop people if you there's no copyright laws or if there's no one to enforce the copyright laws you know, it's like how, yeah. how, how anarch, anarchic. anarchy, anarchic, <laughs> not sure if that's a real word, but can yeah. anarchy actually be, or your version of someone's version of anarchy?
1: Yeah, it would have to have everybody is.
0: There's got to be some sort of gradation where you're.
1: Yeah. What? Either everybody's suddenly nice for some reason. Uh, or we know that, you know, we'll have like an angry mob of people who will drag you out in the street and beat you up in front of your family. If you do screw somebody over, uh, which probably isn't the best system. I don't know. Um, some people wouldn't, <laughs> what are I'm sure you some people would like that. I'm, I'm sure some people would probably have it coming. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean the guy, who, what was it? The guy who jacked up the price of insulin to like, a. Uh, oh, the, people?
0: the, what do they call him? The bro?
1: Really? Yeah. The bro
0: something or another. They, they give him yeah, a, thing, but
1: the pharma bro yeah, I know who better. you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. The pharma bro. That, that was dude. it. That dude's got the most smackable face. Like, okay, maybe drag oh, yeah. him and only him out in the street and give him a fucking beating, you know, Yeah. but nobody else, just him. He's the only one. <laughs> we make a single loophole, and it's only uh,
0: <laughs> Exactly. You can't, and I'm against the death penalty, so don't
1: do, it. Yeah, no, don't, don't kill him. Just smack him a couple times. Just smack him around a bit, you know, <laughs> make him wish he were dead, but, you know, no. don't kill him. Don't kill him. Very important stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm against the death penalty, too, so...
0: Yeah, that's well, I don't very know. Popular opinion in Texas. <laughs> uh, oh no, no, Texas loves their death penalty. They'd yeah. rather err on err on killing killing innocent people than killing, uh, mm-hmm. or than letting oh, a so guilty person yeah. guilty person slip through. Which is one of the because I used to support the death death penalty. I used to very much be uh, fairly conservative, but the older I got and the more I thought about these issues and the more I get get my perspective challenged. I think to myself in, in the perfect world where, where you could for 100. Well, actually this is where I retreated to after I was like, okay, well maybe I'm not, I'm not pro death penalty for this reason. I thought so I would be pro death or I'm pro death penalty in theory, but in practice, there's always going to be a certain amount of error, no matter what. And I'd rather err, on yeah not on crazy. letting a guilty person not get executed than executing a a an innocent person, person. Even if and it's so it's one not
1: 100 yeah
0: right exactly and so that just in practice the the terminal direction that that thought process went to it is me just saying yeah i'm against the, against the death penalty and at the, this point i'm against it even philosophically i don't think yeah well, that I, I, Blood uh, I, that yeah. bloodlust getting sated <laughs> yeah. should be exactly. because it's just yeah, seems barbaric. It seems like yeah. something that something that like- every co- if someone and also the fact that I don't believe in free will, which we can talk about that
1: oh, okay. Uh, okay. Well, um, make tea, but okay
0: uh, <laughs> I don't believe in ultimate free will anyway okay. um, as in you you are you don't have the ability to think in any way other than what your brain, your, the physical chemical components of your brain will allow.
1: Right, okay. Well, I don't see if that... Uh, I'm, I'm not a big proponent of the, like, is free will a thing or, or type of debate, because I don't see that as something that can ever be resolved. Uh, first <laughs> of all, Or something necessarily, like, that pertinent, unless you really want to get into it, but again, well, for example, someone that's
0: mentally uh, mentally ill and kills a bunch of people, is that the same as a person who's not mentally ill and mm-hmm. kills a bunch of people? Or there's well, a bunch of iterations into it. One of them is uh, in a book by Michael Shermer that I uh, read. He mentioned uh, about how, I believe it's the University of Texas shooter from the 60s or 70s, who yeah. climbed the tower and just started sniping people and killing people. Mm-hmm. And they, they find out that there's a letter or something to that effect where he said, there is something wrong. I know that there's something wrong with my brain and I want you to do an autopsy after I've died. And yes. they did an autopsy and he had a big tumor, like right next to his amygdala, which was probably driving him, which yeah. may very well have driven his brain to not function properly and yeah, okay. drove him to do that
1: Raged, and yeah. Okay. Right. And I, then there yeah, was, a... there's, you know, oh. I, I, we, we both studied psychology. So.
0: Right. Well, and then there was another example where there was a person who, uh, grew up perfectly normal, not, not, or this is about a guy who got caught randomly or like, I don't know how old the person was, but they had never, seemed like a pedophile before, but then the, their wife caught them with, with child porn on the computer one time and the, uh, event, basically, eventually they did a brain scan or something to that effect and they found a tumor and after they removed the tumor, the problem was solved for something like three or four years and then later they found child porn on his computer again and the tumor had come back. And so hmm. basically my point is you just can't act outside of what your, uh, your physical brain is. The whole point is uh, of, of drugs like antidepressants is that it for, it changes how your brain's working.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's that to an extent. I mean, you, you know, when you see somebody who did a crime, there's always the insanity plea that, you know, maybe the person thought that everybody was an evil demon and he really had to stop them. Yeah. Um, because he's very schizophrenic, which is possible. Um, right. I, I don't think that that's all there is because most people don't have a severe mental health disease and most people don't have a very weirdly placed brain tumor.
0: Right, right. Uh, well, um,
1: so, you know. My point is
0: is simply that, that before going on, taking the tangent too far, is just that yeah. that factors into why I'm against the death penalty because okay. people have things yeah, like that happen yeah. or, or for example, with, uh, with pedophilia, there's, believe it or not, there's pedophiles that know that it's wrong and it, that yeah. haven't acted on the urges, but know that they have the urges and those mm-hmm. urges are because their brain's working in a way that's not the way it's supposed okay. to. And so those people need to be helped and assisted
1: yes, to not
0: do. offend and to, yeah,
1: that would be important.
0: Yeah. Ex- 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 which is one of the things in America they see, they see that, Democrats make a law to help pedophiles. They, it, what the law is really about is that it's trying to help these pedophiles that haven't offended, not yeah. offend and not, not shame them simply for having the feelings
1: okay. I didn't so know much that that to where was.
0: they don't reach out to have help. And then no so thing
1: that's happening because that's more progressive than over here. So, I mean, like, I well, mean, it's not everywhere, but yeah, but like we, we, it, it's extraordinarily stigmatized for reasons. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Okay, but you know, we don't even have any idea like I had a whole class on this that we don't really know how many non-offending pedophiles there are because who the hell is going to go to a psychologist and say, "Well, you're I'm disgusting piece to, of shit. <laughs> I'm attracted to 6-year-olds." <laughs> and like, okay, uh, let's work on that maybe.
0: Yeah, and, and if the answer is they know that they'll immediately be sent to prison or, yep. or something, like, first off you can't send someone to prison simply for having feelings because that would be a thought crime and that's Orwellian yeah, that's, to a very high level.
1: certainly can have like, okay well this person might offend a child might be in danger therefore I'm going to have to report you to police anyways and that's going to make your life a lot harder, which is, you know again, I get it. You don't want the guy to you
0: know, yeah, little. nobody does. It's a universal sure. Democrat yeah. or Republican. Nobody likes, no one supports child molestation. Yeah.
1: Like we we're, we're all on board. Okay. We <laughs> are all agreeing that that's wrong. That's fine. But like, what do we do to people who don't offend? Or how do we help people to never offend again?
0: And how do we make them feel comfortable enough to step up and get the help uh, that they need before they offend? Yeah. Interesting, the capitalist and or the capitalism and free market. Yeah, lots
1: of capitalism in there. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. That was a weird tangent. So <laughs>
0: it was. I don't even remember how we got off on it, but I'm good at I have no idea. This would
1: be a very funny recording. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, second topic, I suppose. Okay. Uh, uh
0: policing. Okay. Uh, or police yeah. violence, etc. So, you can go first if you want. I doesn't matter to me.
1: All right. Well, policing. My gosh, you guys have probably noticed that there's like things happening.
0: Right. So, I actually wrote an article on this. Before this, I didn't okay. know nearly enough to where, you know, to think that I'm competent enough to even talk about that the topic. Mm-hmm. I felt like both narratives in the in on the news, on social media, everything else like that, I felt like both narratives were kind of Yeah. Ta- taking the emotional route rather than the, the data driven route. Mm. And so I researched it and basically the conclusion that I came to is that, well, of course all police, all, almost all people have implicit biases that may, may unknowingly lead them to treat a different group or a group differently than they would treat other groups. But there's not a whole lot of scientific evidence that I've found that shows that the disproportionate amount of, of killings by African-Americans is because of racism or specific or even so much implicit bias. Not that no cops aren't racist or anything to that effect, but it doesn't seem like that's the primary driver of the disproportionate number of African-Americans being murdered. And so what it, what basically what I concluded was that it's not so much racist, a racist cop problem we have it's racist laws that were made in racist times that are still on the books, like the drug laws, like the the war on drugs, in fact, in, in America, because by far a disproportional amount of the people in prison are nonviolent drug offenders. And a lot of those drug laws are mandatory minimum sentences, yeah. sentence-style laws, which is basically... Another thing that I read or that I when I found in the research, it's, it's, it's not that America necessarily arrests more people than other countries. It's not that aspect that's leading to our,
1: to our huge prison,
0: prison thing is exactly, it's that we have much longer sentences than most other Mm. countries in the civilized world. And obviously those are drug offenses. And so. Mm. that's what I concluded is that it's not so much racist cops, it's racist laws that are still in the books that were probably made that were made during times when there was absolutely more racism, uh, such as the sixties and seventies, I think is when the war on drugs basically officially happened. But the reefer madness thing was all the way back in, I think the twenties or (laughs) thirties.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean the, the history of the war on drugs is, uh, fascinating when you look at it, like when you really study it, I mean, uh, things like heroin, you know, we're not talking about weed anymore. We're talking about heroin. Uh, That used to be something that uh, you could get in medication. And then eventually they found out, oh, shoot, some people are addicted to it, but those were higher class people. So because those are higher class people, oh, well, now we got to help them. But then some Chinese and Japanese, I think, no, mostly Chinese uh, started coming to the United States and we need a reason to justify stigmatizing those people because don't want that kind of person in our neighborhood. (laughs) Um, So they noticed, oh, hey, they use opium because, you know, there was a whole uh, uh, British uh, East India trading company that basically funneled, Opium like a century ago into China. <laughs> the
0: opium wars. <laughs> yeah.
1: So they f- use that a lot. So all of a sudden the narrative changed from let's help these poor people. They're addicted. It's a mental illness and they can't help it. To, well, now these guys are bad because <laughs> I mean, look at them. Clearly they're bad, right? right? So you have to throw them in jail. So that's some of the first drug laws starting from like the maybe I guess Um, trying to
0: remember the opium laws may have even been before that but uh, and then there's also the fact and whether I suspect this for me this may be 50-50 whether it was intentionally done this way or whether it just whether it just happened this way and it went bad but anyway in the 80s I believe it was Mm -hmm. they made differing laws for getting punished for cocaine the yeah, type cocaine. of cocaine that that the black community tended to use more and was was give, given much harsher yeah. sentences for getting caught with yeah. that type of ca i think it was crack yes. cocaine it's, and uh, then powder uh, cocaine
1: Arisha, was a that's completely silly and i mean you know i I work with the homeless they're 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 both as bad i mean the mm-hmm. the only real difference I suppose would be. Uh, crack is less classy. Yeah. That's, that's the real, and it, if it has an effect that's, it kicks in quicker, but it, it subsides even quicker than Coke, which already is very brief. Mm-hmm. Uh, cocaine hybrid lasts about 30 minutes. Right. So crack Methamphetamine is- Methamphetamine
0: class- lasts a long time, like, keep you up for a few days. <laughs>
1: Depends on how much
0: you take. <laughs> but, um... Oh, I, I took not, psychopharmacology, so oh, what, the, okay. what they were describing was that it, the the high can last, you know, at least a full ad, full day, if not more. Oh,
1: okay. Um. So yeah, I mean, there's disproportionate sentencing laws. I look at some of the police violence in the U.S. and, you know, there's these numbers that flow around that, like, ah, well, only nine of the black men shot were unarmed. I mean, of course, you know, armed can be anything from like uh,
0: holding kettles to
1: you know actively pointing a gun at somebody. So maybe you know, there's a mm. wide array here. Uh, somebody armed with a, I don't know, a pizza cutter is probably less of a threat from 300 meters away than somebody armed right. with a, an assault rifle. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> probably, but. Uh, um, oh, go ahead i mean even even if we say like all those killings were were legal let's say let's say you know take it full strength, a hundred percent of the killings were legal, is that really as good as you want it to be that what, what is that? how many people were killed by police about uh, like a thousand? Battle thousand yeah,
0: it hovers what around a thousand some guys can do one year it was, or 2016 was like 1199 or mm-hmm. something like that but
1: yeah so around a thousand don't you want to get those numbers lower i mean even if it's completely legal even if there was no racism involved you know grant everything like no they're not racist uh on the books this is the proper use of force perhaps um the person was you know could at least be considered maybe a threat don't you want to do better Right. Isn't it still kind of weird that, you know, you killed a thousand people last year that the state essentially I mean, if we look at it, even if it's self defense, the state did about a thousand extrajudicial killings in one year. Isn't that still weird? Like, can't you aim higher than that? Like how about cutting that number in half? Like And I've only done the research for every death should lead to like okay, well what American stats. Uh, it should be, it should be like, uh, let's, let's look at what happened, you know? Okay, well, this situation, there was an escalation. Why? Why did it escalate? How come it couldn't be de-escalated by any other means other than shooting somebody? You know, Uh, this is legal. Okay. Why is it legal? You know, like uh, things like the, um, well, the, the the neck on the knee thing you know like george floyd oh yeah great minutes 45 seconds it's not legal but technically you could see places and scenarios where it's justified right why is that uh how come these people don't know that if you're extremely agitated like somebody who's like george floyd who's panicking uh and your system is like over uh, overloading and you're held down and you're forced to not breathe Uh, Not breathe, sorry. You're forced to not move. Um, Your system goes into shock and you have a chance of dying just because, like, you're positioned in a way that your system is going to stop breathing um, because you can't move. Right. Like, how, how is this, even if it's legal, even if the person said, well, it's justified legally, maybe, maybe do better. Yeah, it's not to kill people. You're a cop.
0: Yeah, there's two reasons why I would say that America's I don't know the statistics of uh, Quebec, for example, or any other country. I only looked deep into this so far for America. But two reasons why I can imagine that America's probably higher as far as how many people are killed by police than uh, uh, than other countries is that one in other countries, the. Gun ownership is not nearly as high, and so in America there is a genuine fear. If you are a police officer, that that some that there's a much it's much more likely that if someone's reaching for something and you can't see their hands and you can't see they reaching that it could be a firearm. So
1: yes, I understand that. Um, but again, like, how did it get there? I mean, if we just look at the tape of. Um, the dude in Wisconsin, wow, my words are really bad today. I Like <laughs> Trump, I got the best words. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's but right. the, the dude in, is in Wisconsin, you see the tape. And you know, we don't we don't know, perhaps everything. And maybe this wasn't the nicest guy, you know, true. Mm-hmm. And he's alive also. Um, no. But if he's oh know, the he's one that got him, shot in the back, and is like, yeah, shot back oh, seven okay. times, but you see people, ju- you know, the cops are just pointing at him. And he's just walking around his car like a brisk pace would have been enough for like three, four steps to just catch up to him and be like, no, no, no. Right, right. You're not going in there. <laughs> right, right. Like We know he's unarmed. He's pissed, but he's walking. Like, maybe right. catch up. Yeah, you tried exactly. Well, and
0: that, that <laughs> hints at the second, the, the second. So the first top mm-hmm. reason why I think it's higher in America is because the, the, there's Re- just more guns years. everywhere. Yeah. Everyone's got more guns, whether it's the police or the people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The second reason is that, that police just aren't trained well enough. Right. They, they, those police yeah. were incompetent that they couldn't catch up to the person or get to them ahead of time before there, before the person mm. could get somewhere where he could reach somewhere Mm. that you couldn't see his hands. So it just, which to me gets a one kind of contradictory thing is that if we want to trick police to have better training, Mm. we can't completely defund the police department. They need the funding to increase Mm -hmm. their ability to train. And I agree in a lot of, a lot of cases, police probably make more money than they necessarily deserve. Although who who's to decide I don't even know uh, actually how much uh, the average mm-hmm. cop gets I wouldn't paid, on that but <laughs> I know that in whenever usually people on the anarchist left uh have talked to me what's that uh I think it's the the city where the the murder that kind of triggered all this stuff 4 months ago uh Minnesota Minneapolis Yeah um, Minneapolis yeah but I think it's thanks over there it's one of those one of the states uh, up there. But anyway, a city gave up basically dis- disbanded, air quotes, its police department. And this example was given to me by by left anarchists to say, see, police can be disbanded and mm-hmm. and crime rate go go down. And so I looked into it. I was like, no, it well disbanded in the sense that they, the control of all the police force was giving over to the county and the county, because they got control, were able to hire police at lower wages, which made it it, so that they were able to hire much more police. And so in, in this, in this example that was given me
1: Jersey, I think actually, Oh
0: yes. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I saw that. And that that's, yeah, that's when people point to the example, and it's like you're not making the point you think you are. Exactly. Uh, there's uh, yeah, now no, more no, police
0: true. on the streets, and that's causing mm. the the crime rate to go down. Now, yeah. and, and again, that 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 qu- throws into question how you're calculating it because if there's more cops, then you doing something wrong will more likely get caught, and yeah. so it'll look like the crime rate goes up, even if it even if the actual amount of crimes being committed is going down because more people are getting caught.
1: Yeah, basically. I mean that in, in any intro to criminology, uh, will that's, that's called the, uh, I don't know if, it's, if that's it in English, but the black box of crime, which is our crime stats are only going to reflect the people who got caught and tried. Right. Which means, you know, for murder, probably fairly accurate. Right. For, Drug possession,
0: or stealing a bike,
1: for uh, yeah, stealing a bike, no, for you know, for anything that's you know, the more petty you go, that it's it's not gonna, right? You know,
0: because half the time the cops aren't even gonna come anyway, or even even if, because my car a long time ago my car was broken into and the radio was stolen, the cops didn't care about that. A cop came, made a report, and they probably just put it in a file folder and never touched it again.
1: Well, that's that's part of it. Also, there's a lot of uh, things that aren't resolved. A lot of unresolved cases in the United States. I mean, hell, I think you guys have like thirty or forty percent of your murders that are unsolved. Uh,
0: I haven't got a clue. I, I've
1: the file really well be rate is extremely low in the U.S. compared to what it what it could and should be.
0: I'll tell you so, what. What red yeah. I am ashamed of is is how many uh, we can do DNA tests for people on death row but unless unless they the inmate has a lawyer that insists and gets people gets you to do that, they'll much of the time simply won't. And so the the thing that you could do to be sure that this person is guilty, or at least increase your certainty okay. that yeah, this person is well, guilty um, isn't done. I think there's a there's a nonprofit organization that goes around paying for for inmates to be tested or paying for DNA tests to be done. So that so that potentially innocent inmates can get let out. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, in America, it's usually after only 20 years or
1: 30 years, that someone gets let let out like forever. So, I mean, just that, just give the person life in jail. I mean, that's what we do over here. And we're not like, you know, we, we don't see like mass murderers running the streets yeah uh, uh sure yeah, i'm sure your
0: homicide rate's lower than america's yep
1: it's uh probably four or five times lower yeah Something right like most most per, per, per capita i mean
0: you know most yeah exactly most civilized countries uh mm-hmm. i may sound elitist by saying uh civilized although i don't necessarily hate that term as much as other people do yeah but you know um, like
1: industrialized like like
0: yeah. in britain or england i mean they, they're I think it's like two murders per 100,000 and in America yeah, it's like 4.9 per 100,000 although yeah. that that was like two years ago was the last time I looked at it. It might be higher That's now. Like Usually it goes lower okay. though.
1: This is Considering like one, Oh, go
0: ahead.
1: It's probably like four, maybe five, probably four times lower than yours like by memory. Yeah. Uh, um, so, you know, again, a lot of that when we look at police, you know, police violence, it's not so much you know there's the training there's the you know the access to guns there's a whole thing but also uh what led to the crime you know say somebody really did you know maybe sometimes you do have an actual killer right and that's Mm. also very bad um but what led to that murder and very often you guys have a lot more inequality than in canada you've got a lot well somewhat more poverty than in canada and even people who aren't, you know, considered in the poverty rate, a lot of times you're not living super yeah. well. Uh, yeah. So still is
0: susceptible to crimes of desperation.
1: Yeah. Or just, you know, it, it, it adds, it compounds. Right. I mean, right. It, I find it weird that without saying that it's responsible for everything, you guys also have, you know, you have this much higher inequality and you know, more people living in poverty. Uh, even if we just take race out of the equation, that's still true. And you also have a lot more crime. I'm not saying that it's a direct correlation, but (laughs) at worst, if you really want to just work on the whole poverty thing, and if nothing happens, you're like, well, we have less poor people and we did it for nothing. Uh, uh, I'm sure somebody would be able to say that there's probably (laughs) some. Goofball in Congress, who would be like, We reduced the poverty rate and nothing happened. I'm outraged. <laughs> no, that's pretty good, dude. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Exactly. Actually, and the vast majority of America's homicides are gang v- violence. And so that. Yeah,
1: a lot of that. Yeah, a lot of that is that. So, you know.
0: So. I think something like 80% of the homicide rate. Oh, I'm, I'm just throwing a figure out. I can't remember if it's actually that okay. high, but I know that most of the homicides in America are done by gang violence.
1: Hmm. Well, usually gang membership is they you get have to kill strong.
0: someone to get in or something.
1: No, but you get them young and you get the kids who aren't supervised, who are in poor hoods who yeah. You know, at they, risk they, populations. Is, that, that's that's the systemic part, right? Like even if we don't look at the police, it's the the system that does something weird where, you know, even if we can look at, you know, the inequality angle, um we can look at the fact that oh, yeah, well a lot of kids don't have, you know, in poor neighborhoods, don't have that great of an education uh, because the schools are underfunded. You know, not not, right. not anybody in particular's fault. Just the system is that property taxes pay for schools. Right. And in that region, property taxes don't get much money. Therefore, you know, which is in, uh,
0: in Texas specifically. It's even worse because uh, George Bush, who was governor at this point in time, some. 10 years ago i think what it was is, oh, yeah. or, no no more than 10 but it was before he was president uh you know 20 years ago something w like that oh. do it w was a uh, governor w point? yeah he was he was a uh, governor of texas
1: oh, before he was that.
0: president and so he oversaw i'm pretty sure this was during him the no child left behind act oh, uh, and right. it's and it's supposed to the name sounds great but it turns <laughs> out that you get your funding if your school's doing worse or not doing good enough, which is the opposite that should be happening. And so obviously a lot of the underprivileged under already underfunded schools get funding cut because of that.
1: Yeah. They get cut because, well, you guys should really step up your, your, uh, your game. We're going to give you less means to do so.
0: Exactly. Which is ironic that, that, that right-wingers are so angry about Obama's Common Core whenever their people, when being Mm. governors, are making terrible, much worse laws. And Common Core was voluntary.
1: Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Common
0: Core. Yeah, you you didn't have to do Common Core. Uh, If you did, I think you got a little extra funding, but you didn't get any penalty, I don't believe, if you were in Common Core. And most of the stuff that i saw is common core set minimum minimum standards they didn't tell you
1: yeah no anywhere
0: near as much as the the right-wingers believe it's not nearly as much government overreach or anything like that as they they would
1: well they would prefer and i i can honestly see the appeal that you know states decide curriculum that's fine I, i i think that's a good idea uh we have there's no no common core equivalent in canada it's um very local for like what happens in like the curriculum Mm -hmm. um like it's a blend of like the province but also school boards that kind of it's weird um i mean it's kind uh, of
0: it's kind of a mixed mixed, way like that in america the
1: federal basically says education isn't our job like they'll They'll put money into it, I guess, but that's about it. Like not yeah. really so
0: really much. Well, so. like I said, Common Core only set minimum standards, which were not yeah. even particularly high. So there was no restriction whatsoever on state or local governments adding extra mm. to make to make e- you know even tighter standards. Uh, and again, another thing that Texas is one of the worst at is Texas has one of the worst. In standardized testing, we have more standardized tests than so many other uh, and high, high, uh, high darn. What what's the word I'm trying to think of not high risk, but high stakes okay. tests, tests that you don't go on to the next grade if you don't complete them and sure. these end up leading it. So teachers teach to a test rather than yeah, teaching teach and, and doing, learn, doing yeah. what they're paid to do. And so Texas is one of the worst okay. when it comes to this stuff. Awesome, yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, RIP Texas, but uh, <laughs> I've lived well, there my entire I life. so I, I'm allowed to. Yeah. If you look, if you look at, you know, just the entire education system, the fact that there's so much still, you know, an offshoot of segregation uh, yeah. within the United States, uh, it, it adds to the police violence because there's more situations of desperation, I guess. and you know to the credit of people who are like defund the police who don't want to get rid of it all but would like uh you know let's say social workers to also work there uh and respond to like crisis calls uh we have that in a few cities in quebec like Mm -hmm. the big ones like you know not where i am now but where i used to be Mm -hmm. um in montreal it's a 24 7 line but like where i used to be uh, basically it was like, don't do a mental health crisis if you're past five o'clock or if it's the weekend. Mm-hmm. So that's not perfect. Um, but it helps because these are people who show up, they're not armed um, and they just try to get you some help, you know? Right. Uh, I'm very much open to great. the, it, it works. That aspect. So, you know, instead of sending cops there and maybe the, perhaps there's a risk that possibly they'll escalate. Maybe. Uh, just you know, somebody who shows up isn't offensive. Is like, hey man, don't lo- don't look like you're doing too well. You Want to go outside for a smoke? That helps. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, it looks it'll probably looks silly from the outside, but it, it it helps. So I mean, yeah, do that.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I com- I completely agree. Um, I just as far as the defund the police people go, they tend to be extreme or er- utopian in other ways. So I'm somewhat skeptical until I see the proposals on paper to see if it's actually a feasible th- thing. Again, th- what, cause what they want to do is they don't want to supposedly, according to what I've heard from them, whenever I've talked to them is they don't literally want to get rid of the police. They want to yeah. shrink the amount of police, like you said, mm-hmm. increase maybe social workers that. or something to that effect. Um, I would like to see though, exactly how, effect of that would be because for example one of my bachelor's degrees because I have one in psychology uh I also have another in social work ironically okay, cool. and so the the people that were that were doing their uh darn the word slips my mind they're not clinicals because that's the okay. medical but the equivalent to that yeah um the ones who did it for CPS like that was half the time they were like wanting cops to accompany them because they were afraid yeah. they wouldn't be able to handle the parents.
1: Okay, wow. Okay.
0: <laughs> and of Jeez. course, the the burnout rate for CPS in Texas, the Child Protective Services, is, yeah. is huge. Huge turnover rate. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I can imagine them being completely overwhelmed and underfunded, so... Yeah, maybe... <laughs> we're t- it's
0: open- Texas we're talking about, so of course they are. Of course. Yeah, of course, Texas.
1: Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I can I can imagine that it's I mean, it is what it is. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: that, that that's that's probably the point of defund the police. You know, put more resources into that. I mean, we got problems with CPS over here, de- equivalent um, in terms of you know the workload they have and their capacity to intervene sometimes. Um, and you know, you know that if they mess up, even you know by accident that that that's going to be on their fault, you know? Yeah. They're going to look at like, well, yeah, because they were too busy. They couldn't do anything.
0: (laughs) Um, So uh, according from your experience, are the defund the police and abolish the police people, the same people?
1: No, not, not from what I abolish the police really is that that's straightforward, right?
0: Well, I thought, I thought defund or the, the defund the police, To me, again, just the word "defund" and right off the bat seems like you mean like completely. It's completely defund, basically abolish them by removing all their funding. Yeah, I know that's
1: that's what it sounds like. Which is, it's it's weird uh, that they chose that slogan when a lot of them are like, "No, we don't want to get rid of the police. We just want to cut some of their funding." Right. But I guess you know, nuanced ideas don't fit into three words. Right. Exactly. So you know that that's. that's their mistake um wow. i used to think it meant too and then i read a little and i was like oh okay right, right. that
0: was my thing is, is yes yeah. and they'll they'll argue that oh i'm sorry that you couldn't be bothered to look it up before you do it i'm like i'm sorry this i'm sorry you card. couldn't <laughs> couldn't bother to be, to think of a better slogan that yeah. is more self-explanatory yeah, and that will get, be able to yeah. get more people on board because you don't have to read a Noam Chomsky book to, to understand <laughs> yeah.
1: it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, basically, uh, although I'm sure he was probably a police, uh, but yeah, I mean, look, this is, this is all image and PR, right? So you guys should probably, you know, the defund the police crowd, they should probably choose their words better because obviously they're attacking, you know, the sacred cow that is the the police uh, in in some way, even if it's not necessarily Mm -hmm. attacking, some police officers are like, yeah, actually we would really like if we didn't have to do the entire stuff and somebody else worked for, you know, uh, homelessness, something was there for drug addiction, you know. So a lot of police would actually go, you know, yeah, this... Sounds like it's going to help us do the job we're supposed to do and not, you know, do everything else. Sounds fun. When do we start? But because there's, you know, a lot of the police are basically, you know, heroes in the minds of a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, oh, well, if you, you know, don't, don't, don't you dare touch my baby?
0: Uh. (laughs) Which, which drives me crazy because I, I don't understand either the uh, abolish the police people or the people that love the police so much that they carry blue, blue lives matter and all this other sort of thing. I don't because, to, because again, to me, every single case is an individual case. I'm not, I don't think that police should be abolished. And I also don't believe that their funding should be cut so much to where it, it inhibits their ability. Exactly. That it defeats the purpose that you want. We want more, cops that are better trained and so in order to train them better they're gonna need that funding and Mm -hmm. so but in any any case alternatively
1: take the funding that goes to militarizing the police and maybe
0: exactly yeah right i completely (laughs) am am on board with that yeah
1: or don't don't sweat don't send a SWAT team for like a gram of coke you know maybe don't do that either or
0: and then common sense things like the the no-knock warrants that (sighs) that people just break into, or, or the yeah. po- cops are basically able to break into your house. Mm. I don't even know if they yell it into, but right before they kick your door down or something like that, but... So,
1: right now, no-knocks is... Well, varies. I'm sure, from one place to the other. It's the United right. States. depending
0: on how much the cop's actually going by the book.
1: Yeah, well, I think in that time, they'll really want to go by the book, but the idea of a no-knock warrant is uh, this person could... Uh, get rid of the evidence. Let's say if we were to knock and just wait and let them answer the door. So won't necessarily announce it just like bust down the door. Uh, there was Rand Paul's bill, which would have given, you know, the, 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 um, what was it? Riona Taylor act or something like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, that would basically have just done the, they would have done the exact same thing, but they would have said police one second, first, then they mm-hmm. knock down your door and the exact same thing happened. <laughs> right. Um, which so revolution here. Wouldn't, actual, wouldn't actually <laughs> save Jonas Taylor's life. It just, you know, you, you right. get a second, you get a one second warning. Whoopie. Right. Um, that's from what, my, you know.
0: from what I've seen, and again, I haven't researched this mm-hmm. s- specific thing as much, but from what I understand, most no knock warrants are to prevent someone from flushing drugs down the toilet yeah. in order to catch them. And so again, that harkens back to what we were talking about earlier is that, that, that it's not that important to catch someone for drug offenses to do a no knock warrant. No knock warrants should be reserved. You know, if they even still exist should be reserved for hay- catching heinous crimes.
1: Yeah. Somebody who's like, you know, no knock warrant because the person abducted a child. Okay, sure. You know, let's, you know, let's give him a little bit of shock and awe so he can't react and, you know, get the kid back. Right. Um, Fair enough. But for drugs, I mean, if you're honestly scared that somebody's going to flush the drugs down the toilet, how many drugs are we really talking about? This isn't kilos and kilos. Yeah,
0: let them flush them.
1: (laughs) Yeah, this is dime bags. Okay. So they got rid of their personal usage. Big deal. You know? Um, Su- such a po- police brutality is such a mess. It's such a hard subject because it connects to every single thing. Almost.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, I would not be, I would not be amazed at this point if global warming somehow crept into the discussion. <laughs>
0: so- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's one of the topics I've researched oh, the most. Yeah. So trust me, okay. I, I I'm able to squeeze that into almost anything. <laughs> okay.
1: okay. That's interesting. All
0: right. <laughs> How's the, uh, Warren is there a Warren drugs going going on in Quebec, or is that just America's thing? Uh,
1: Okay, so we basically had it here in Canada. Here, here the the law, criminal law is all federal, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So we did have harsher sentences at about the same time as you guys. Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of mandatory minimums. Got rid of a good number. Uh, Weed is legal now, so... Yay. Nationally. Uh, Yeah. um so so that's cool uh i'm just like all (laughs) right next we're doing doing mushrooms
0: then who doesn't like it (laughs) like doing (laughs) it
1: next we're doing true i don't even smoke weed but like i want it all yeah
0: same here that's that's my thing is i don't i don't have to it's not personally for me i want it purely because it will stop people from going to jail it'll benefit people in society that's Mm -hmm. same reason that i think prostitution should be or should be legal not illegal
1: (laughs) yeah basically like i've I've never ever seen a a sex worker and I've never ever done hard drugs ever uh and I have no intention of doing either yeah. but <laughs> somebody who does if it's you know con, you know consensual sex worker not like trafficking right right
0: right exactly Obviously, exactly
1: you know we somehow have to say it because like oh now you support uh, child trafficking no. yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh you know if it's done with that basic level of consent i don't approve of it like clinically you know from a criminologist criminologist perspective i can't be like yes you should do drugs i i you know i can't in good faith but should we put people in jail for it and give them right. criminal sanctions is that no. going to
0: screw up their life as much as the- yeah <laughs> do you want are you trying to screw up their life more than the drugs like if the reason that you don't like drugs is because you think it's going to screw up their life why would you send them to jail for it which is absolutely going to screw their life up more than the drugs would
1: Mm -hmm. basically yeah it's funny a minute ago you uh, mentioned it depends i mean i've seen i've seen people who are very addicted to stuff yeah but
0: uh it's funny uh, a minute ago ago you mentioned that uh that's saying you're for prostitution the first thing someone thinks is oh so you're fine with child prostitution uh mm. that actually reminds me of another thing that right wing that I had seen right wingers because again it's they're always attacking california cuz california is the boogeyman somewhere yeah. in california they wanted to decriminalize they wanted to make it so that the children couldn't be prosecuted for being involved in child prosecution or child oh, prostitution right, okay, right, the right, adult is right. the adult the pimp the the child trafficker is still going to be uh, the have child. the book thrown at them but they wanted to make it so that the child
1: can go or see the you. victim
0: is not going to be, be prosecuted they're seen as a victim yeah, not, not
1: yes.
0: and and the right-wingers and republicans on social media that i've seen that that is a new talking point that the democrats want to legalize child prostitution when that is not a, at the, all, uh,
1: they they basically fixed well fixed, okay, fixed big quotes um, in <laughs> California. If there was a if there's a ten year difference um, with a minor like who's uh, fourteen to seventeen uh, for pain, penetrative sex. You, the judge didn't necessarily put you, um, on the sex offender registry, but for some reason, uh, for oral and anal, that was actually like considered worse, probably just somebody like forgot it. Mm -hmm. It's probably a lot that somebody forgot. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was considered that, yes, the judge didn't have that leeway. And if, you know, you. For the sake of argument, if you're like 19 and you, you know, have oral sex with a 16 year old, uh, that would get you automatically on the child uh, on the sex offender registry. But not if you had actual intercourse. So they fixed that but, law, and obviously you can imagine the uh, the spin of like, oh, you're okay with children getting, you know, no. Um, oh yeah, it's amazing. Not even amazing okay with it. Can. It's that. <laughs> giving that leeway and they give a 10 year leeway, which I think is really a lot. I, I reduce it to like maybe five. Uh-huh. Um, so I, but at least they made the law consistent. Uh-huh. You know, I disagree with the 10 years, but having like something that's probably less bad be considered worse and, you know, not giving the judge that discretion uh-huh. that seems even sillier. So I guess at least, you know, fix that right, right yeah i would I, if i were if i were a republican over there i'd be like no guys we should probably lower that <laughs> 10 years it does start at 14 so you could have be 23 years old and have sex with a 14 year old and the judge might might not put you on the sex offender registry and that's kind of weird Yeah, that makes me uncomfortable that that's weird <laughs> i don't like that it's wrong I can't Do that But it was already on the books for like one type of sex and not the other, which is just just funny. Yeah, I mean, Um, I don't
0: even think there's. I think actually, in several states, there's still there's a there might still be sodomy laws.
1: Yeah, on the books, yes, because nobody removed it. But you know, it's it's unapplicable because of the Supreme Court. But yeah, they're on the books. They still have it in a few states. Yeah.
0: Well, and Texas is of course. Of course, Texas has all the unconstitutional laws. Like uh, Texas still has a uh, a law where it requires you believe in a god uh, if you want to run for public office, even though that is directly against the okay right. no religious test clause in the constitution. Okay, and so it's oh. completely unenforceable, but it's it doesn't really have to be challenged or it, it's not yeah. likely to be challenged that often in, in Texas because no, they're not going to te- it. So, e- exactly. Know. Well, even if you are an atheist in Texas running for office, you're probably not going to say it publicly because you won't have a, you probably yeah, won't. Probably stand a chance actually get, state, yeah.
1: Chances are.
0: Yeah. Cause Texas uh, is one of those uh, states where they don't think you can be moral if you're not a religious. Yeah.
1: yeah. You know, which, you know, explains why, you know, there's a, there's like 20% of the population that's atheist here. And uh, that's why we have 20% of the population that's just killing and raping each other all the time. You know,
0: exactly. Exactly.
1: As expected. <laughs> of
0: course. That's why your, your homicide rate is so much higher than yeah, the number of the America's. Yeah, that, that,
1: that definitely is something. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's for sure. And we, we punish well, I mean, it can still go up to life in prison, but we don't have a death penalty, and so that that just made everything just higher <laughs>
0: Well, and Norway and Sweden, I mean, they got more oh, atheists yeah, than anyone, yeah. and they're killing each other left and right.
1: Oh yeah, it's crazy. It's
0: <laughs> crazy. Actually, I think, I think really France probably has
1: large Definitely. amount of atheists, but, mm. but uh, okay, <laughs> all righty, man. So uh, you have a good one. You too. I will see
0: you next time. Hopefully we can get, get another one scheduled before long. Perfect. Sounds great. (laughs) See you later. Have a good night. night. You too. (laughs)